African-American in America and took the earliest opportunity to leave. The only recourse for a serious, determined, and aspiring young Negro actor was to emigrate, write his biographers, Herbert Marshall and Mildred Stock, his daughter. So, at the age of just 17, he accepted employment on a ship headed to England, never to return. Almost as soon as Aldridge made it to the United Kingdom, he began to distinguish himself. During 18 months of study at the University of Glasgow, he won several premiums and a gold medal for excellence in Latin composition. Though he quickly found work at London's Royal Coburg Theatre, playing the lead role of Orunoco in the Revolt of Suriname in 1825, the London press was extremely hostile to him and predicted that he would never find profitable employment on the stage, or posited that a black man shouldn't be there at all. Aldridge then began to tour provincial British cities. For seven years, he went from one town to another, Manchester, Halifax, Edinburgh, playing a variety of black roles, including Orunoco, Othello, and Mungo in Charles Dibden's The Padlock. Audiences loved him, particularly as he gained experience and confidence. In time, the press eventually came around as well. Back in New York in 1853, the New York Times quoted a Viennese paper's review of his Othello, an eminent artist, enrapturing as well by the simpleness and truthfulness of his performance in general as by the power with which he marked the most violent eruptions of passion. Aldridge never performed in or returned to New York after he left. Soon, Aldridge had exhausted the traditional black roles, but as an able, versatile, and very popular actor, began to play traditionally white ones. For these, he was often expected to don a wig and white makeup. In these, too, he excelled. When he played Iago in the city of Moscow in Russia, priest and historian George Freeman Bragg wrote in 1914, a number of students who had witnessed the performance unhitched the horses from the actor's carriage after the play and dragged him in triumph to his lodgings. In Sweden and Germany and England, his name was a household word. Aldridge played Shylock, Macbeth, Richard III, Lear, and a host of other Shakespearean and non-Shakespearean leads. Even in very strange theatrical contexts, Aldridge shined. In Germany, for instance, he played Othello with an entirely German-speaking cast. He alone spoke his lines in English. A Lenore correspondent watching the show reviewed it, and him, rapturously. For the first time, we had seen a tragic hero talk and walk like common mortals, without declamations and without exaggerated gestures. We forgot that we were in a theater and followed the drama as if it had been a real transaction. Aldridge's talent saw him decorated by royals, and he eventually married one, Amanda von Brandt, a Swedish countess who was his second wife. He had no children with his first wife, but at least six with three other women, including von Brandt. Aldridge died 150 years ago on this date, August 7, 1867, in Poland, two years after slavery was abolished by the 13th Amendment. Many of his obituaries, the journal Opportunity noted in 1925, began with the same prophetic, though damning, observation. He is the only actor of color that ever was known, and probably the only instance that may ever again occur. Today, Aldridge's success is celebrated, but in notably limited ways compared to other 19th century performers, such as Sarah Bernhardt, Ellen Terry, or Colin Firth lookalike Edwin Forrest. One of the red velvet chairs in the Royal Shakespeare Theatre in Stratford-upon-Avon bears his name, as does a blue English heritage plate in London. A plaque recently unveiled in Coventry commemorates his time there, during which he gave a number of speeches on the evils of slavery, the BBC reports. When he left, people inspired by his speeches went to the county hall and petitioned for its abolition.
Aldrich seems to have been an early example of African-American expatriation, when outstanding black artists left the United States to excel elsewhere. Racism certainly existed in Europe, but there were still more opportunities for them there. Almost exactly 100 years after Aldridge left, the entertainer and activist Josephine Baker went to Paris to make her name. Twenty years later, writer James Baldwin did the same. The struggle for recognition of African-American actors continues today. Since the Academy Awards began in 1929, only 6.4% of acting nominations have gone to non-white actors, and few actual awards. Only four black men and one black woman have ever won Best Actor or Actress. In Britain, things haven't been much better. British Film Institute research from earlier this year found that nearly 60% of films produced there in the last 11 years had no black actors in any role. And several black British actors, such as David Oyelowo, Idris Elba, John Boyega, and Chiwetel Ejiofor, have found their means.